I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. For you comes in your ears Another word for thanks is cheers He's the new kid from the block Here for you around the clock Shining on his English lips Chris Is an anagram of risk we're back again. Hello, everyone. How are you? Today, we have got some more wonderful bits and bobs to keep your English up to scratch. Comprehension galore, and even another. Yes, me, say me anywhere you want me. You got the power to use me right. So, in this week's Use Me, obviously, we're talking about the words and expressions, not me personally. I want you to use this adjective. Okay, it's an adjective. Well to do. Well to do, spelt W-E-L-L-T-O-D-O, with some little hyphens in the middle. What does it mean? If I say he or she or they are well to do, what am I saying? Now put it in in an expression. For example, when I went to Chester over the summer, there were many well to do people there. Any ideas what it means yet? It basically means wealthy. Okay, rich, well-to-do. People who can drive around in a nice car, very well-dressed. They're well-to-do people. Posh, let's say. Also posh. So instead of saying posh or wealthy, try to use this expression, well-to-do. Do you know any well-to-do people? Try and use this adjective this week to get used to it. Even alone in the car, create some sentences and say it out loud to get used to hearing it in context. And there's nobody there in the car to correct you or laugh at you. And as well, these days, because we all have Bluetooth in our car, at the traffic lights, people won't think you're crazy. I have actor friends on Coronation Street, for example, who said to me they practice their lines in the car because at the traffic lights, people just think they're talking to their friends on the telephone. They don't realise they're actually talking to themselves. So you can do the same, whether you're an actor or not. Well-to-do is the adjective for this week. Just a bit of adverts. Want to sound more native? Then Say It Right is the course for you. Our course teaches you all the things you didn't know existed, which will make you sound just like a native speaker. Get in touch for more details at info at chrishagen.com or go directly to our shop, www.chrishagenshop.com. Yes, even you can sound native. Now, as we're talking a minute ago about Chester, I want to tell you, you need to go there. It is fantastic. If you've never been there, it is beautiful. Now, being British myself, when I go there, I don't appreciate how beautiful it is and how quaint and how different it is to foreign people. We can't really say foreign people anymore. What should we say? People from abroad. Okay, nothing's politically correct anymore. Apparently, we can't even say Great Britain anymore because we're not great. Whatever. Anyway, so you need to go to Chester. And as well, I'll tell you something. You need to go to the Bridge Cafe and Bistro, which is on 39 Bridge Street in Chester. CH11NG. I remember that. No, I'm looking at the website right now. Otherwise, I would never remember the postcode. Because in there, it's very, very tiny little cafe. Very, very cute. Okay, we met the staff there are very friendly. And it says on the door outside, come in and see our Roman ruins. And I thought, wow. I live in Italy now. Go on, show me these Roman ruins. I went inside and as I was paying, I was looking around thinking, don't see any Roman ruins. So I said, because you know how I am now, I'm very direct and a bit obnoxious sometimes. I said, come on then, where are these Roman ruins? And this girl said to me, the waitress, go downstairs and turn on the light. 
okay then this sounds a bit dodgy but i trusted her and i went downstairs i turned on the light this red light came on and i saw these pillars these roman pillars beautifully lit up okay it's downstairs so what can you imagine but it's there you can see them you can go up to them and even touch them i don't know if they're allowed to touch them but i didn't because i'm respectful for these things i'm not like in manchester where people sit on a roman wall having a picnic as i saw in castlefield hi to you people having picnics on roman walls history respected a little eh? but underneath this bridge cafe and bistro you can go down there for free you don't even need to pay so maybe now they will start to charge you because I said to them, you need to pay, charge people for this. People need to pay to see this. It's not something like here is a little stone that I found in Roman times. So go to Chester because first of all, it's a beautiful place. It's surrounded by this beautiful wall. If you're not scared of heights, you'll be fine. Um, and as well, there's a castle, which I didn't go to because for me, it's another castle. But this bridge cafe and bistro, they were great jacket potato or jacket spud. And go and have a look at their Roman ruins. So who's next? Ah, I just saw who's next. It's a very special one. You're, it's, a, it's a duo. It's a duo. Two people at the same time. Two for the price of one. And one of them you will recognise. They're very sexy boys. Another one is a newbie. We are back with Jonathan. Do you all remember who he is? The sexy voice from the second series? Oh, I do. You remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, many, many of our students have fallen in love with Jonathan because they've not seen a photograph of him. So That's we'll very post, true, yes. We'll post I rely on the mystique. So how have you been in this period since the last season? Sweaty, but good. Thank series. you very much. Yes. Season or series? Which is British? I don't remember anymore. Series. We thanks, say thanks for correcting yeah, me. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Ah, okay. And so, what we're going to... Have you prepared for this? Not at all, of course. No, Chris, perfect. We've met before, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we decided... Jonathan had this fantastic idea. It was do definitely you, me who had the idea. Do you want to tell everybody what this fantastic idea was? Well, I said to our good friend, George, who doesn't exist, who organizes <laughs> everything and does all the work behind the scenes... It doesn't. Okay. I said to George... <laughs> Wouldn't it be a wonderful idea, since my beautiful trophy wife has such a lovely accent in English, what to if we- find somebody else and bring her? <laughs> yes, to a replace dog. me. To replace uh, me, of course, of course, of course. And so, why is she not here then? Well, to I think she just you. might be. Ah, she's here. Where no, is she? Together. That's obviously not her. She's not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> she's not an elephant. That's me and my three hundred kilos. Clippy clop, clippy clop. Um, so, do you want to introduce? Who's sitting next to you now? Yeah, so once upon a time, I saw lovely Grecian urn, and the image in... Chris <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. makes me laugh. The image upon it came to life, and I named it Antonella, and she's been with me ever since. It's only been about 800 years. So she's imaginary, this person we're talking about. No, she's real, she's real. She I is my wife. In her front of me, now Antonella. I can see an actual human person, so... Yes. Uh-huh. Her name is... Antonella. Okay, I know what it is. Obviously. Other people don't know. But what have we decided we're going to call this special segment? I mean, in the theme tune, I'm guessing it's going to be there anyway, so you've all heard it, but probably thought, what the hell are we talking about? Antonella, do you want to introduce the title of your segment? Cutie and Pie. But the biggest question is, in the three minutes that we have left, Antonella, you can answer this first, because ladies first, because I'm British, I'm not Canadian. Who is cutie and who is pie? I think we could take turns about who is cutie and who is pie. These politically correct answers. Uh, <laughs> really? Why? Um, 
Well, because he's my cutie, but he basically smells like him. pie. <laughs> well, he loves raspberry pie, so mm. yeah, it depends on the day, I guess. He's playing with his mustache here now. Are you embarrassed? No, she's calling I'm, you cute. I'm feeling pensive. Mm, okay, mm. so then tell us then about you two and your story. Go on. You can tell us. Um, we met about nine years ago already, and we have been together for over seven years. Um, and you're still together. And we're still together. And even officially married. Yeah, that's twice, 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 twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twice. <laughs> married twice to the same person. That's exceptional, right? That is a bit overkill, really. You could have at least changed the person, no? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have to have a third one, in fact, because my third poor, person my, my, or a third wedding. A third wedding. My <laughs> poor mother couldn't make it to either of the first two. So, yeah. but you did it on Facebook, didn't you, or something? The very first marriage. Yeah, the very first wedding was streamed. Your Facebook. Uh, very modern, very modern. Well, for my mother. Only for your mother it was streamed. Well, the purpose was f- for her to see it. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm. But that was the opportunity for many more people around the world to congratulate uh, us, and it was really, really nice. In fact, you never sent me the stream. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Why? You thought I'd put some dirty comments? <laughs> Were we friends? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't matter. I was busy that day. I was washing me hair. Very good. Probably. Anyway. <laughs> well, so we, were, we were twice. eight hours behind. So our civil we- wedding was in Canada, mm-hmm. in Calgary. So, ah, this is the one that was on Facebook. Yes. yes. So we ah, streamed it. Ah, I thought it was the one in Italy that was No, in. it was at 3 p.m. in the af- 3 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So eight hours. I was watching TV. Ahead. Ahead. <laughs> Would be uh, look at the clock. Eleven. I can't count. No, you just head. go straight across and up two. There you go. Straight across Eleven and o'clock. up two. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So people in Italy did see it if they're awake at midnight, for instance. Okay. Also, you got married twice, but you want to do it again a third time? Then you're saying? Yeah, we're pretty ambitious, I guess. Well, the second one was in Italy for the Italian family. You should do it in every country. Oh, that's too many. Mm. No, that's an achievement. If you get mm. married in every country, that'd be really, really good. You could make a documentary about that. Well, you don't pay me enough. Cutie and pie around the world. <laughs> Cutie and pie. You know what? I'm not paying can, for your bloody wedding. If we can, you can, if so we can, can I pay for your wedding? Call the, the bride's BBC. parents pay, not me. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. And so we've got 20 seconds left. So Antonella, you can relax a bit. It's only 20 seconds. Now there's 15 because I've just talked shite for 15 seconds. What is? What are you going to talk about in these next episodes in this series? Something interesting or not? Everything and nothing. Perfect. Okay, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Now, I just want to let you all know that my first ever children's book is out. It's called Learn With Leo. You can get it on Amazon and other places, I'm sure. But go and have a look. Basically, it's only 10 pages, which is quite short, but it's not. It's 10 pages packed with stuff for kids. Now, as we all know, children are sponges when it comes to languages, and the best time to learn languages is when you're young. Now, I didn't want to make a book to teach people how to count from 1 to 10, because how many times do you use the numbers 1 to 10 in your life, even when you're a kid? So, on this, in this book, every page has one sentence, basic sentence, translated into 12 languages, accompanied with the audio, which is fantastic, because the kids, your child, can repeat after the audio. This way, children can learn the sounds of different languages. Also, visually, looking at the languages written down is fantastic because people get used to, oh, this is Chinese, this is Korean, etc. Also, the fact that some languages don't have certain sounds and some languages do. This is very important to learn this from a very young age. So go and have a look at Learn With Leo, the first book in an enormous series, I'm sure. Now, our next guest 
also has a jingle, but you know this person already, so I'm sure you'll be happy that she's back. She's from Australia, koala. Kingdom of dangerous animals, that's and that you go, make sure that you know which you can hold and which will kill you. Like a jellyfish. It's Kelly Lawrence. Welcome, Kelly. She's back for the third series of our podcast, English Uncovered. And last time she spoke about business English. What are you, what are you an expert in this series? Thanks, Chris. Um, so in this series, I'm going to uh, talk about basically the, the strange things you learn if you grow up in Australia. So as a kid growing up in Australia, of course, you... You learn a lot of things about the animals that exist there. And mm-hmm. I realized living in Italy that there are a lot of animals that people just don't know exist. <laughs> and so I wanted to create um, a series that is dedicated to these strange animals that you may not know exist. And so you can kind of learn a little bit more about um, about wildlife. Uh, and then the second part is a bit of advice, because as an Australian, you grow up learning a lot of uh, strange little tips. <laughs> to mm, save tips you. and tricks. Tips and tricks, exactly, mm. to do with nature. So I'm also going to share some of those with you. Uh, and who knows, it might help you one day when you go abroad to a tropical country or country with a lot of wildlife and and it could become useful. Who knows? It might save your life as well. Exactly, could uh-huh. save your life. <laughs> so when we come to visit you in Australia, because you're abandoning us, <laughs> abandon, I can't even say the word, abandoning us. I'm not upset, I can't even say abandoning us. Um, yeah, when we come there, we can avoid getting killed. So yes, go on then, what's this first animal you're going to talk about? All right, the first one I'm going to talk about is the saltwater crocodile. Um, mm. I found that a lot of people don't really realise that crocodiles also live in the sea. Uh, in Australia. So that's nice and safe. You're going for a nice swim. Exactly. When you mm. go to the beach, uh, if you're in the north of Australia, you have to watch out for crocodiles and saltwater crocodiles. Sorry. Mm. Crocodiles and saltwater. Crocodiles and crocodiles. You have to look out for crocodiles, uh, sharks basically. and crocodiles <laughs> as well. So they, they can you can find them on the beach if you're unlucky. Uh-huh. But usually they live uh, where the river mouth meets the beach. Okay. So, so they come onto the area. beach to steal your towels. And <laughs> or your dog, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hopefully not the dog. <laughs> Exactly, so you have Poor to be dog. very careful. Um, for example, when you go to these kinds of places where you know that there could be crocodiles, you also have to be careful not to go too close to the, sh- to the sea. So mm. if you're walking on the beach, you make sure you're really on the beach and not towards the water because one could jump out if you're unlucky. So avoid the water in Australia, Exactly, basically. avoid the water. Um, so don't bother going to Australia on the beach. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to die. North. It's only in the mm. north. But an interesting thing here as well, it's not only in Australia, also in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So in Indonesia, for example, in the Philippines, they right. also have these saltwater crocodiles. Uh, and they're really good swimmers. So sometimes boats even catch them out to sea. Ah, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's quite interesting. They're really massive. And can they, you tell the difference? But How can you tell the difference between the two crocodiles? These ones are massive. They oh, weigh up to 1,000 to 1,300 kilograms. That's similar to me then. He's going to die. Someone's coming. And um, they can grow up to six meters in length. So they're absolutely massive. Six meters? Six meters. They're like dinosaurs. They're the largest living reptile known to science. And so they're really interesting to see, especially if you can go to the zoo and visit one in Australia. Um, Yeah, so uh, this also comes with a tip that we learned alongside this, uh, which is do not swim near the river mouths. Uh, This is a really useful tip, I think, for everyone, even across the world, is if you're swimming where the river meets the sea you're usually swimming in water that's got a low visibility Mm. and this can attract a a perfect hunting ground for larger predators like um, sharks or in this case crocodiles and so you end up being the prey so if most of the (laughs) oh nice and they can't see you they don't know what you are and so most of the a lot of the attacks happen 
let's say, um, where the river meets the sea. So make sure you're not going to swim by the river mouth. Mm. Are you sure you want to go back to Australia? Seems <laughs> really dangerous. It's not so dangerous. These are very rare things, but you just don't want it to happen, basically. So basically, this series is going to be Kelly telling you why not to go to Australia. <laughs> I hope there's some nice animals in this podcast. There are a few. Oh, okay. There are some cute ones. So you got one minute left. What else can you tell us about this wonderful saltwater crocodile? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again... Um, Apart from the fact that it's gigantic and can kill you. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. It's and massive. I recommend taking a look on Google. Search saltwater mm. crocodile and you'll be surprised. I, I've shown Chris a picture here. Yeah, it's it's enormous. Yeah, it's, it's enormous, but it looks it looks like it's just relaxing there on the beach, all chilly now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only missing its, sun, its sunglasses and a little umbrella. <laughs> exactly. And then it's sorted. But no, have you ever seen one of these? Uh, I haven't seen one, but I've been camping on a beach close to a river mouth, and we had to be very careful in case uh-huh. we might hear them at night. Or at least you've not we been were. attacked by one, otherwise exactly, you won't be absolutely here. Absolutely not. Don't it's think not you so would common. be here, no. Okay. No, exactly. So remember, <laughs> don't swim near the river mouth, and saltwater crocodiles exist, and they're bloody big okay thank you very much and we'll <laughs> see you next week thank you goodbye bye now we won't die down under all thanks so that that never gets old that's all we've got time for this week so see you next week jingle doesn't matter where you are in the car or at the bar for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block. Here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk.